Good evening and welcome to the Rail of Yedo podcast. You're listening to Chris Darwin and my good friend John Mothershaw. Say hello, John. Good evening, Chris. So the headline, guys, Birdes is lethal in both boxes, except it was the same box, but hopefully you get my point. Uh, John, a one-all draw with Lugo sees us go second. Amazing, really, isn't it? It was all doom and gloom at half-time. Um, but I thought, I thought we didn't play particularly well in the first half. Lugo, he kind of came with a, a game plan, didn't he? Got, got the early goal, although, to be honest, I actually missed the first 10 minutes. Put it on and Lugo scored virtually straight away. Um, but the rest of the half was, was pretty ordinary, to be honest. But once again, you know, as we seem to do, we kind of rescued a situation in the second half. And, you know, we played with a much higher tempo, didn't we? Moved the ball quicker. The full-backs got forward and we just generally looked more attacking. And I thought, you know, I thought, to be fair, we showed great character as well. Patience, because I think I remember texting you or you text me, one or the other, about on the midway through the second half and we're saying it's just not going to be our day is it but you know I thought we kept going and got the got what we deserved in the end the goal yeah I think we we definitely deserved the draw on reflection of the entire game um the first half was terrible like yourself I think that we must have been on the same stream because uh when I when it finally started for me I was just catching the replay of Lugo going 1-0 up courtesy of Verdes putting through his own net but no, the rest of the first half was so flat. It was one pace. There was just no real direction. And Lugo really weren't doing much much to uh, turn it into a game of football either, to be honest. But uh, it was a, it was a disappointing disappointing first half. The, uh, the Oviedo fans were getting on the back of the referee at half-time and I think uh, narrowed it down to one incident in the first half where... Uh, I, th- I can't remember who it was, but one of our lads went over for a, Russia. The, Russia went over for a penalty shout in the uh, in the first half, but had actually kicked the back of the uh, of the Lugo defender's leg and then fell over. So so it was never never a penalty uh, in, in that instance, uh, which turned the fans against the referee. But again, second half, completely different team as we've seen a few times this season. As you said, higher tempo, attacking. Uh, we got the ball moving, and also. I think we we improved after Suseta went off. Um, I was I was saying to, this to you the other day that I don't fancy him playing as the the wide right man in a four three three. I just don't think he's got the pace to be able to offer a real threat out there. I I much preferred it when Linares was playing out on the right hand side and then tucking in quite a lot a few games ago, uh, because with that then gave us the option of a, of a proper wide left. As well, but with uh, with Susayeta sort of playing his his almost David Beckham esque right hand side role uh, in in that formation, and then with uh, with Lenares on the on the left, we seem to have lost a little bit of that it- attacking impetus we had as well. That might also be because Mitchu's not played the last couple of games, but uh, but no, we certainly looked a much better side when we stepped the tempo up and and got the ball moving. We should have had a penalty second half. Uh, Toshe got. Uh, a very firm shove in the back from from their centre half as a as a throw in came in, uh, but eventually we kept going and uh, and and the goal came. So yeah, one one was probably a fair result, even if yet again it took a long time to get going. Yeah, it's interesting what you say about Susieta because you know he, there's things that he's absolutely brilliant at, and maybe we should get back to you know working on them. You know, giving the ball on on the flank, and he'll, he'll put a superb crossing every time when he but we seem to be playing him in a, a position that's a bit alien to him and yeah probably not getting the best out of him like you say the thing with the way that we're playing 
is that we're very much a counter-attacking side. And if you're playing that sort of counter-attacking game when you're playing one up top, you kind of need both your wide men to have that pace to be able to get in and cover the fullback first and foremost, but then actually break and break at speed. And Suseta's not that player. He's the guy who's going to get the ball to his feet and ping it to the guy who's running on. And also, with a lot of the way that our attacks build up, typically the cross comes in, especially if it's a cross from the final third, the cross comes in from the right back or the left back, not typically the right wing or the left winger. If you look at Linares, as soon as the ball is put into wide position, he's got then the license to get into either post and, and basically make an extra man in the middle. And you kind of need the guy on the right to be doing that as well if you're playing in a 4-3-3. So Suset is kind of stuck in in no man's land, really. So he he's kind of then the guy who's laying the ball outside for the right midfield for the right back, sorry, to to come in and, and put the cross in. But then he's not really able to influence the game from there. And then typically, if he's getting the ball in a crossing position, well, he's only really got Toshe to aim at, especially since Mitchu's not been on the field, because neither none of the sort of central midfielders then really sort of busting a gut to to, to break the line and get into the box as well. So, so don't get me wrong, I think Suso is still one of our better players, but a bit like we were saying with Mitchu a couple of weeks ago, does the system get the best out of Mitchu? I'm kind of now moving that onto Suso and suggesting that the system doesn't get the best out of him, so it probably would be better to, to not have him in the, in the starting 11. I actually felt we looked like a better side without him, considering the system that we were then playing. Well, we're playing a system that's working. We're second in the table. We're winning games, drawing games in this weekend's point, but at the end of the day, the system's working, so we stick with the system. Personnel, it's a team sport. Personnel, to a certain extent, comes second, don't matter to the team. So you're probably right. You know, We've got a system. Pick the best players for that system. Yeah, definitely. And, and for me, Linares, two, three weeks ago, he was back to his old self again. He was finding pockets of space and not getting picked up. And I think that was down to the fact that Toshe is obviously the guy who's playing centrally. So he's, he's sort of catching the, uh, catching the attention of the centre backs. And with Linares sort of drifting in from the right as he was, he was finding those pockets of space. I, I can't remember which game, uh, who we were playing when he scored that goal. That was, was classic Linares. He found the sort of space and, and sort of just ran on and, and scored from, uh, from somebody's through ball. But uh, I, I like him in that area. If he's not going to play down the middle, I like him coming in from, from the right-hand side, not not so much the left. I always like, I've always preferred if you're playing a 4-3-3 or a 4-4 or 4-1-4-1 to have a proper out-and-out left midfielder, left winger out on that left-hand side. Linares is a striker who can do a job on the right-hand side. Uh, better than he can do on the on the left hand side, and and yeah, the system is working. It's it's diabolical to watch if we're not playing it at a tempo, but when we suddenly click through the gears, we look like a very very good side. Uh, I think we've just been fortunate with some of our more lacklustre displays so far that it's a good team's not really put us to the sword yet. Mm. It's, it's good though because I mean, we've as well as we're playing at times like you say. There's also the option, should he have to change it, you know, to to revert to what we what we're harping on about at the start of the season about the four four two. But I think you know I think he I'm not sure if he needs another midfielder. I'm not sure who he's because I think that was a problem with the four four two early early in the season. Who 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 plays in the, in central midfield? Yeah, we were get we were yeah. getting a little bit overrun in midfield in the first couple of games. Um, 
So I think I, th- I think the I, I, again I, I think the formation, the shape, the tactic is is right now. Uh, I, I I really do. I mean, it does then put a question mark over two of our better players, Mitchu and Suseta, where, where are they actually going to fit in? But then to ha- if, even if they're on the bench, they're two game changers. I mean, when uh, when Suseta came off the bench in the cup game at Murcia, he he changed the game. Um, and uh, he, so he's a great option to have. Or maybe you look to play him centrally. Maybe you look to make him a, a, a playmaker in the middle of the park because he's certainly got that in his game as well. So, so yeah, I mean, one thing Higuero has got with the squad that he's sort of that he's uh, put together is he has got different options, and we can play different shapes in different ways or different ways within the same shape. So that, that's pass, positive. You know, if you if you kind of one nil down with ten minutes to go, you could bring Susieta on, say right, let's get some crosses in. You know, and see where we go from there because we've got we've got poachers in the middle. Yeah, you know, definitely. We've got height height as well, haven't we? So you don't have to play everything into feet. No, um, in fact, some of some of I mean, some of our best football this season has been played when we have literally just kept putting the cross in, kept putting the cross in. They haven't always been good crosses, but the the, the teams that we're playing have sort of then retreated back under pressure, and it's given it's given a few more of the creative players a little bit more space to play in. So so we we do we do have that option. Um, I mean, th- th- one of the curious cases for me is is the disappearance of Nando. Again, if you if you if you're playing a counter-attacking game as we clearly are, there's one guy there that is going to always cause problems because of his pace and his direct running. It's, yeah. it's. I mean, there must be something that's gone on there for him not to be not to be. He wasn't even in the match day squad, was he? The last two games, he's not yeah. even been on the bench. So, and I, I, I don't. We could be we could be showing our complete ignorance here, but I don't think he's injured. Um, so yeah, I'm absolutely shocked. It, it does feel like uh, Hierro doesn't trust him for whatever reason. No, it's a curious one, isn't it? We don't know what goes on behind closed doors, do we? Maybe they've had a, a set to, you don't know. Cause, well, he's, he's literally just fallen off the radar, hasn't he? He's kind of drifted out and drifted out and now he's completely gone, it seems. But... I mean, I can understand him not being in the starting eleven, maybe, because he didn't seem like a guy that was particularly tactically aware defensively and here is obviously building this side around being so solid defensively but again on the bench if you are chasing a game or the opposition are getting tired or, or this that and the other what a guy to have to be able to bring on just to run at the fullback and and make things happen i mean he's been involved in at least two or three goals this season so yeah, and, and, we, and we haven't scored that many so it's it's an interesting it's an interesting choice it just relieves the pressure as well. You're 1-0 up away from home, 10 minutes to go. He can carry the ball up the pitch, bring the team with it, you know, and relieve some of the pressure. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know. I, I liked him. I liked him. So uh, there, there must be something that's gone on there. So so this draw moves us up into second. We'll go on to the results from the weekend in, sec- in a second. But, and look, I, I know I always sound fairly negative towards the side when, when we do these podcasts, but... I do have a question mark over how the hell we are second when it feels like we haven't really got going yet, which is great because it means if there's more to come, then we really should be able to cement the position, if not push even push even further. But it just feel, I, I don't know about you, it just feels like we haven't really sparked into the into a position where we've put in let alone let alone ninety minutes. It doesn't feel like we've even put a good seventy minutes together in in one sort of block yet. We've had really great spells and we've had some excellent second halves. 
But I just don't feel like we've really... I mean, Hierro must be getting quite excited because it's all got to click soon and, and everything's just going to happen in one match and we, we might batter someone. But it still feels like if we can be second and we're probably only really in third gear at the moment, that, that that's that's saying a lot about the rest of the league, but probably saying something about us as well. Oh, yeah, I mean, we, we are seven unbeaten, though. Not lost since the Rayos game on the 22nd of September. So, you know, you could argue we are on a good run and we deserve to be in the second. It's just the games haven't been, you know, at times. It's been like a win-draw, win-draw rather than successive wins. Yeah, so it's, maybe it's, it's not so much that I don't think we deserve to be second because obviously the results do suggest that, that we should be second. It just doesn't feel like we've we've got so much so much further we can go. There's so much more potential in the side. that I, I do feel like we're only scratching the surface at the moment. It's... Uh, there's there's a lot more to come yet we're second which is which is great yeah well hopefully you know we can string a few few more wins together a few full 90 minutes together and hopefully a few bigger wins and i think i think that it looks good you know the positive as, as much as i can say yeah de- i mean definitely as, as as i said i i'm seeing this as a positive thing we 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 are second, and we're and we're only playing for me at maybe sixty percent of what what there is, and we're going in the right direction, which suggests that we're going to get nearer eighty ninety percent of what we can get out of the team over the next couple of months, which means in turn the results should get even better. So if we can win some of the uh, some of the key games against the, uh, the the sides that look like they will be sitting at the top, because we've got Levante coming up not this weekend, the weekend after. Am I right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. next home game. So, so I mean that that is obviously going to be uh, a game that that every game's must win. But if you want to make a real statement about where we're at as a side now, beating Levante at home is going to going to sort of throw the cat amongst the pigeons. Uh, should we have a look at the results from the weekend because that will help people get the context as to why we're now in second place? Definitely. So, uh, Cadiz beat Huesca one nil. Valladolid beat Sevilla Atletico 2-0, which is a very interesting result for us. Uh, Girona drew 1-1 with Tenerife. Vallecano lost at home 1-0 to UCAM Murcia. Mallorca and Zaragoza played a 2-2 draw. Mirandes lost to Nastic, who got a win. Nastic got a win 1-0 at Mirandes. And Nemanthia and Elche drew 2-all. We obviously drew 1-all with Lugo. Getafe and Alcacon was a 1-0 win for Getafe. Almeria beat Cordoba 3-1. And Royce uh, lost 1-0 at home to the leaders Levante. So, what does that mean to the league table, John? Uh, well, we've got, uh, obviously, we're up to second place. Severe B, they dropped down to third, with Royce in fourth place. But, it, I mean, it's it's still so tight, isn't it? I mean, we're at Huesca on Saturday. Uh, they're down in eighth place, but they're only two points behind us. So, it's just, I think Lugo, they, they dropped to sixth. So, uh, as far as I can see, they dropped places, but we went up to second with a draw, which is a bit, a bit that's, strange. Yeah, that's that's interesting how that's worked out. I mean, we're, we're, we're in second place courtesy of our goal difference at the minute. We've got a plus six goal difference, having scored 13 in 13 and only conceded seven. You, you, come, to, you come to the Tartieri for, for entertainment at the moment, clearly. Um, Sabia have got a plus three goal difference, as have Royce. So, yeah, the virtue of being quite miserly has is, is got us in second place at the minute, but there is a 10-point gap now that's opened up between us in second and Levante at the top. But on the flip side, 
uh, what, so going down as far as Almeria in 14th, well, they're only two wins off second place, Almeria. So it's, uh, it is still incredibly tight. So 20 points in second place, 19th, which is the first relegation spot, is Almeria with, with 14 points. So yeah, I mean, it's still far too early for anyone to be getting too carried away. Elche, who were one of my early teams, uh, that I was sort of keeping an eye on in terms of results. They're 13th, but again, they're on 16 points. So it's, it's far from a disaster for, for them. Cordoba, again, a team that we picked at the start of the year to watch out for. They're down in ninth, but again, on 18 points. So yeah, it's still, we say this every week, apart from Levante have opened up a bit of distance, but it's so tight, so tight. It is, but I'm just looking at the most, probably the most staggering statistic of it all is we're on 20 points. Levante, who are one place above us, are on 30. Yeah. But the bottom team, Nastic, are actually on 10. Yeah. So we're actually, points-wise, we're mid-table. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, it's, definitely. It's frightening, really. Yeah, because that was Nastic's first win of the season, but they had drawn seven. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy league. I mean, people talk about, I think we said this before, but the peop, people talk about the championship in England being a tight league, but I don't think it's got anything on, on this at the, at the moment. Vicarno, they, they, they <laughs> I've just seen where Vicarno are. They, they got themselves up into like the promotion playoffs a couple of weeks ago. They're on a great run. And, mm. uh, and now they're down in 16th again on 15 points. So it's, yeah, it's, it's all over the place. Cadiz as well, they were second bottom two weeks ago, and now they're 12th. But three points off second place. Yeah. No, so, again, I mean, it apart from Levante, it is crying out for another team to really sort of, uh, to just go on that sort of run, which puts them into, into good places. I'm just looking at the form table in the league, and as we know, Oviedo are unbeaten in seven. I've got I've got the uh, the last five games form for teams here. Other than Oviedo, and um, the only other teams that haven't had a loss in the last five games are Vidalid, uh, Getafe, who are down in tenth. Just scrolling down, that with they're the only three teams uh, who have not had a defeat in the last five games. Taking Levante out of the equation, they they have obviously done that as well. So there's only four teams in the league that have remained unbeaten in the last five games. So that really does show how how tight this is. Well, normally they say you don't judge a league table till everyone's played ten games. But I mean, we've all played thirteen, and we're still none the wiser. Yeah, it's probably yeah. going to be close to thirty games and. Some games in this division. It could be. I mean, the, these things do change very quickly, but just the sheer critical mass of teams that seem to be beating each other, uh, there's no obvious reason as to why that's going to stop immediately. So, the same every year. Yeah. So, okay, let's have a look at next weekend, John. What, what fixtures <coughs> have we got to look out for? Uh, Friday night, we've got Cordoba against Mallorca. Um, on Saturday, there's Elche Vidalid. I think that's the early one. Huesca against Oviedo. That's three o'clock UK time. Uh, Nastic, they they are at home to Getafe. Tenerife against Nemanthia. Levante against Cadiz. Probably one of the bigger games. Alcorcon against Reus. And on Sunday, there's Lugo against Rayo. Sevilla B against Almeria. UCAM Girona. And Zaragoza against Mirandas. 
Okay, so we're at Huesca, who currently occupy 8th place in the table, whatever that means. Uh, they have played 13, won 5, drawn 3, lost 5, uh, scored 14, conceded 14, and have got 18 points, which keeps them level with the likes of Girona, Lugo, Valladolid, and Cordoba, and Getafe. So they're, they're not exactly exclusive in that position. But, again, another tough game for us, especially away from home. Definitely, we won there last year one nil. So, but they, they were further down the, near the bottom last season. Though. So, do we know much? Do we know much about their side? I mean, they they seem to be again without sounding repeating the same sort of story, but they're they're they're, they're quite consistent in their performance in the fact that they're doing a bit of everything. I mean, even down to their goal difference, scored fourteen, let in fourteen in thirteen games. If I was a betting man, John, I wouldn't I wouldn't be going over two and a half goals in in this game. No, definitely not. No, <laughs> I could see another nil nil one nil maybe on the cards. Yeah. No, definitely. So the okay. So let let let's let's look into the crystal ball a little bit. If we draw the game. So we get a point. That would put us on 21. How far down the table could we drop? We could, in theory, end up in 10th, having drawn away at Huesca, which you would take as a good result. Definitely. But then if we win, if we win, we then protect ourselves from everyone else in the table, which means we would stay second. So Yeah. And, and then you'd think some of the others would slip up. Exactly, yeah, if we win. All the others, the likelihood is some of them are possibly playing each other, aren't they? So yeah. there's going to be points dropped and, you know, we could hopefully open up a gap between ourselves and maybe seventh. Who have Levante got this weekend? Cadiz. Cadiz. So, I mean, I know Levante, obviously, on, they're on a great run of form. They've only lost once and only drawn three. But there's every chance there that they could uh, they could drop points against Cadiz. So. Cadiz, uh... Cadiz have won the last two and drawn the three before that, so, so yeah. they're doing quite well. So there's every there's every chance there that points could be dropped. So that trying to be ultra optimistic there, Levante lose or get a point against Cadiz, that puts that puts them on thirty one or thirty. We go up to twenty three and then we play them next week and beat them, and then yeah, then it's then we've dragged Levante right back into the mix again. So <laughs> it it could all go very very well. So what? Uh, so remind us, then, John. What is the what's the time of the game on it's Saturday this weekend, isn't it? That's right, three o'clock UK time. So probably a bit. Well, I suppose it's the international break. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. fans of fans of Premier League and Championship clubs, quite a convenient one, really. Yes, indeed. The the beautiful international weekend that that, that we all come to love. So. <laughs> But no, hopefully that means we'll, a few more of you guys out there listening will be able to watch Oviedo in action this weekend, and, uh, and maybe be able to interact with us uh, after the after the game. So, questions or comments from the listeners? Uh, what we got, John? Um, people wanting to know if there's any news on this season's supporters' weekend. Um, it's it's as far as I'm aware, it's it's always been the last weekend of March to to coincide with the club's anniversary. Yeah. So there's no no reason to suggest it, it will be any different this time round. Indeed, indeed. And who do we, do we know? Do we know who we got that weekend? Girona at home. Oh, okay, cool. So, have you done a supporters weekend, Chris? I did the very first one. Did you go to that one? No. No, I met I, I met you on your next trip or your first trip and my next trip, didn't I? 
Yeah, yeah I think that was January sometime. Yeah. No, I, I went. To, I went to the very, very first one, and it was the most incredible experience um, uh, ever. Really, it was. It was amazing the way the way we were treated, and as we're always treated when we go to Oviedo, but the way we were treated on that first one was was absolutely sort of uh, yeah, in, incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, I'll yeah. never forget us taking a coach to the training ground to to play in the in the tournament that that had been sort of laid on, and getting a standing ovation as we uh, as we came off the. Uh, off the coach, just the the gratitude from the Oviedo supporters that these random people from different countries had not only uh, tried to club together to help save the club, but then had had come over to actually see the club in action. It was yeah, it was a very special weekend. Yeah, I've, I've done two, including the 90th anniversary one. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, we we did that one as well. I think so. Absolutely superb, aren't yeah. they? Well, no, they really so, are good. You got the weather as well; it's absolutely brilliant. You know, all the stalls outside the stadium. Yeah. No, um, definitely. Also, sorry, no, I was going to say, let's start just once, is asking what our thoughts are really on, on Hiero. I think we've, we've probably covered that quite extensively over the, over the last sort of few weeks and stuff, but let, let, let's, let's give it a bit more of a metric system at the moment. Give Hiero a mark out of 10 for his start to the season. I'd say nine. Blimey. Mind you, we are in second place, so. So I can see why you would give him that. I'd I'd probably give him a seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah, just because I'm I'm a negative so and so who uh thinks there's so much more that can be got out of this out of this team. Though though, at the start of the season when he was still persisting with four four two, it'd probably been a five out of ten, so so he's growing on me. <laughs> Other managers probably announced at the same time as him. Half of them have probably been sat by now, haven't they, sir? So. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> Quite possibly. Given the uh, nature of modern football. And also, to give, to give Hiero a lot of credit, I think we know already Oviedo is a very tricky club to manage. Yeah, um, maybe. I mean, if you uh, we, we got involved in the club at the same sort of time, and um, back then it was, well, it was probably even more... Well, no, it was probably just different. It was tr- tricky to manage in a different way because of all the pressure about getting out of, out of Segunda B. Um, and, uh, but now the, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's a tricky club to manage again because the Oviedo fans and probably correctly still consider Oviedo to be a La Liga club and the pressure is always going to be on until, until Oviedo are back in La Liga. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of them won't be happy until we're back there. Definitely. Definitely. Maybe, maybe nine's over, over, a bit over generous. Yeah, you've, you've given, you've given him a nine now. You can't, you can't go back on your word. <laughs> okay. So, um, is there any any other news, any other Oviedo news that we need to share with the world, John? Um, not really. I just, I mean, it's four years to the day since I actually became a shareholder. Is it really? So. Is it today? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Today, mine, yeah. Mine was, mine was on Sunday, I think. It was the 5th. Yeah, quite fitting we're doing a podcast, really, today. Yeah. It's just been, it's good how you mentioned where we were four years ago, because, you know, the club's almost different in a way, isn't it? It's, it's been a great journey up on and off the pitch, really, but on the pitch, you know, it's it's coming together, isn't it? And we're much yeah. better than we were but back then. Definitely, you know, the definitely. It seems more stable. It, it it does. I mean, it has it has been an, an amazing four years, and I know we've both made some very firm friends for life out of out of the uh, out of the whole thing. And the club has come on a long way in in four years. Um, there's there's parts of it we sort of I suppose I will personally still yearn for a bit of what it was like at the start. Um, but equally, if you want the club to be in La Liga, which I think most of us 
really passionately do want, you, the club is going to change if it's going to become uh, a, a proper contender for La Liga football. You, you can't possibly have it um, in the same way as it was right right at the start when we got involved. So, yeah. but yeah, it's uh, it's it's a great thing. But on the su- on the subject of how things may or may not have changed um, over the last four years, there's one thing I don't think you're ever going to be able to change with with Real Oviedo and football, and that is the state of our pitch. It was great. It was great to see it again on on Sunday, looking like any minute now the referee might call it off because the ball stopped moving. We we were sitting next to each other in that in in a game like that, weren't we? Absolutely incredible. I, I'm still amazed how that game didn't oh. get pulled off. I mean, and that wasn't that wasn't the best game either. Come to think of it, but uh, but no, it was uh, it was yeah. The ball the ball was literally stopping in in the puddle, and uh, and the game continued. But it's a symptomatic of, of Oviedo and football, isn't it? It's going to rain a lot. They built they built the stadium in a bucket, and therefore the pitch is going to hold a bit of water. Yeah, but last year I think the summer the winter wasn't too bad last year, but it it just throws it down, doesn't it? And it just seems to hammer the pitch. But yeah. That's all, all part of the charm. All part of yeah, the charm. Definitely. If you can play football on that pitch, you can play football anywhere. I think. Uh, I think is the the motto. <laughs> so nothing else to report then, John. No, no, that's all for me. No, good stuff. Okay, guys. Well, look. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, as ever, you can find us on Twitter at Rail of Pod. Please do interact with us, even if it's just to let us know that you're listening, because. Uh, the the podcasts are a lot more fun for me and John to do when we can actually answer your questions or or if you've got any stories or pictures or anything like that. So it just stops us prattling on about the same old things week in week out. So please do please do feel free to drop us a line on that Twitter or our individual Twitters as well. We're always happy to talk about Oviedo. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, mind you. You're probably listening to us via that, but we're also available on iTunes, Acast, and most of the other major podcast networks works please do retweet anything you see on on twitter because it helps us spread the word and grow the knowledge of this podcast even existing and it'd be great if you could leave a nice little review for us on soundcloud itunes wherever you found us as well that would be fantastic thanks as ever to luke davis for doing the music at the start and end of the show and we will be back uh either saturday or sunday next week i'd imagine john would that be right yeah so maybe record it after the game or on sunday yeah, fantastic. There's no, there's no, no other decent football going on this weekend, so we'll probably have a lot of time. Great stuff. All right, guys, we shall speak to you next week. Yeah.